Julia Child once said that people who love to eat are always the best people. I couldn't agree more. I'm Haley Forney, and you're listening to Best People, the podcast. Mr. Michael Duncan is used to wearing many hats. A 15-year-plus veteran of the hospitality industry, he's seen food trends come and go in western Washington. He's also had a career that has ebbed and flowed from working as a bartender to waiting to managing. Most recently, he and his partner Meredith have taken their food industry knowledge on the road, creating their own ghost kitchen delivery service, called Good Bowls. But for our intents and purposes, the hat that Mr. Duncan often dons is Hamburger Fanatic. Hi, Mr. Duncan. Welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast. How do you feel about that introduction? Do you feel like it's accurate? Do you feel like you feel weird about it? (laughs) I, I... I like talking a lot, but I don't like talking about by myself, so it's weird to hear well, all this. Well, let's change the subject then yeah. to hamburgers. I like it. Hamburgers occupy a unique place in the American subconscious. Nothing quite says Americana like a burger, fries, and a milkshake. We like to think that we invented hamburgers and democracy, but nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, historians have traced the first stirrings of what we would call a hamburger to Rome in the first century AD. Hamburg sausage is first mentioned in print in 1747 from Hannah Glass's book, The Art of Cookery. Published in London, Hannah describes a sausage of ground minced beef. In 1802, the Oxford Dictionary adds Hamburg steak, but it's in 1885 in the U.S., that the hamburger as a sandwich makes its debut in both New York and Wisconsin. Both origin stories come out of local legends. In New York, the Minch's brothers are working at the Erie County Fair making sausage sandwiches when they run out of pork and they use beef instead, thus making the alleged first hamburger as a sandwich. At the Seymour Fair in Wisconsin, Charlie Negreen, who would become known as Hamburger Charlie squashed a meatball between two slices of bread so that fairgoers could continue to walk around while they were eating. There would be other claims of creation by people that may or may not have believed that they invented the hamburger as a sandwich. In 1916, in Wichita, Kansas, Walter Anderson starts selling his burgers made with a specifically designed bun and a homemade spatula out of a food cart. Five years later, he and Billy Ingram would partner to create the first White Castle restaurant. White Castle would change the course of hamburger history, putting hamburgers on plates all over America. It's debated whether cheese was placed on hamburgers in the U.S. in the 20s or 30s. Several restaurants claim that they were the first. But Louis Balst of Denver, Colorado's Humpty Dumpty Drive-In applied for a trademark for the word cheeseburger in 1935. But it's debated if Balst actually received that trademark. The McDonald's Brothers of San Bernardino, California had run a barbecue shack since 1940. In 1948, they switched to hamburgers and started what would become the largest fast food chain in the world. In 1955, Ray Kroc, a milkshake machine salesman, would partner with the McDonald's brothers, eventually buying them out. 
turning McDonald's into a global phenomenon and cementing hamburgers as one of the most, if not the most, iconic of American fare. All right, Mr. Duncan. Now that you've heard the history of hamburgers, what do you think, why do you think you love hamburgers so much? Is it a convenience thing? Is it a comfort food thing for you? What is it about burgers that you love? Well, Haley, first off, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's an this honor. Uh, a little <laughs> bit big step from Sarah. I just listened to Sarah's episode and we went from a very intelligent awarded individual in the art world to a burger slinging Mike Duncan so it was kind of funny hey that this is life food knows no bounds Dan and I were talking about this earlier today Dan's my husband about how you know in food people think oh you're going to talk about food you're going to talk about bougie fine no gourmet bougie. food no bougie where I feel like this makes us more egalitarian yeah. right like we're gonna talk about fast food today <laughs> and most people think that that's really lowbrow yeah. and most people are like they won't even admit that they go to McDonald's because it's so it's become so cliche and like fast food nation but we all know that sometimes you're in a bind sometimes you're just hungry and you need something to eat or sometimes you're at the leaning tower of pizza and the only restaurant that's open is in mcdonald's and they own, they're the only ones with the clean bathroom too so you go <laughs> and you buy some french fries and you use the bathroom and it's all good sometimes just might happen for me a little bit more often than others hey <laughs> i think it's perfect but so what is it that draws you to the hamburger? Well, it's just delicious. It like, is delicious. Everybody loves a burger. Um, it's true. I think, I bet, in Whatcom County, I've had more burgers than any human being in Whatcom County. Really? I would put a bet on that. Wow. I would. That's quite an accomplishment. It's just... Have you yeah. ever had... You know that Nikki Bella Marina does that yeah. burger challenge? No. So apparently... Because Dan and I were looking at the menu a couple yeah. weeks ago. And they have like... You can go in and you can... Um, if you eat the whole thing, it's free. What? If not, it's like $48 or something. And it's, I think it has like bacon and cheese on it. So technically it's a bacon cheeseburger, okay. but it's a monster burger. For our little business we run, our kitchen is right next to Nikki's Bella Marina. Oh, so yeah. So we'll do slide you, over there for a little. Do you go little, over there and get the deep fried no, Twinkies? No Twinkies, but we might just need a little post-shift beer or something like that. Or maybe gotcha. some it's deep your, fried mushrooms. Oh, the deep fried mushrooms are good too. They are good. But we're getting off topic. Back to burgers. So... Burgers are delicious. Do you th can you remember the first time that you had a hamburger? Like how no, old were you? No, that's that's just no. always been a part of your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom was a great home cook, and she mm -hmm. burgers were in the rotation as well as just plain hamburger patties with ketchup and peas and carrots. Mm. Um, that we had that so many times as a kid. Like the peas and carrots would be mixed into. No, the no, no. Separate, oh, separate, on the side. Separate. Okay. Uh, peas, carrots, and then a hamburger patty and ketchup. Mm. Um, that was a standard in the house. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, my first love was McDonald's. Like, yeah. And it still probably is. You yeah. might have seen me rocking the Good Bulls van in a McDonald's lane every now and then. <laughs> you never know. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, Mr. Jenkins. Give me a honker or a wave. I'll wave back. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, cheeseburgers are great. Uh, I think my first love was just a regular cheeseburger from McDonald's. What do you like? What toppings do you like on it? Pickles? 
Well, they do good pickles. They McDonald's do have good pickles, pickles are really good, whatever they do. Yeah. And it's just simple. Um, I've had so many. I, I woke up very early this morning doing my research for hamburgers. Yeah. And thought about some of my most favorite hamburgers. Okay. So tell us um, about some of your most favorite and, ones. I mean, geez, there's so many good options. It's such a loaded question. It is. It's really hard to think because about that. Because I've had most fast food versions, and I'm a fan of most of them. It's not too hard to find a bad hamburger that's fast food they're all the same yeah and you've never been to in and out either we were talking about that but you have i mean of course you've been to dick's because you lived in seattle for a number of years dick's is kind of the fan favorite in the 206 um none of them up here but uh dick's burgers are good they're very greasy and that's good for uh, a little late night cast treat when you're on your way home from a late night out totally um but day to day that wasn't my favorite no? Um, no. I'm just saying the favorite burgers I've had. I, there's definitely one that stands out. And I've thought about this for a good week now about <laughs> my favorite burger. All right. Uh, it's in Belltown. The place is closed now. And I can't even remember the name of the establishment. But it was across the street from the uh, El Gaucho Steakhouse in Belltown. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah. And it used to be called Marco's Supper Club. And then it changed ownership to this different place. Mm. And they had a green hatch chili burger oh. with like a white cheddar. It's one of the most memorable burgers I've had in the last 20 years. And With white cheddar cheese on it? White cheddar cheese. is melted perfectly. The green hatch chilies were just a little spicy. Mm. Um, it was a very good burger. And I had it probably a handful of times, and I, I miss it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's just, and then any kind of like, what kind of sauce was on there? I just, don't even remember. Some kind of aioli probably. Oh, or probably. I don't Which, aioli is just a mayonnaise, but it's just creamy <laughs> stuff. To, it's just creamy stuff to get in the way of the beef and the cheese. That's true. Good. So okay, when you were a kid, were you kind of like plain, like I just want a cheeseburger with ketchup on it, and that's all I want, or were you just like I'm fully embracing whatever toppings McDonald's has on their cheeseburgers? I was I started off as a plain hamburger kid because I hated anything that was cheesy or beige. Anything <gasps> mayonnaise, beige. I hated. Anything cheesy, I hated. Um, so I was a plain hamburger kid. Yeah. And one of my best friends growing up, their family had McDonald's a lot. And they introduced me to cheeseburgers. Oh. And I remember being up in the stands of a high school football game at Ferndale, having a bag of cheeseburgers with their family and being like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm never going back. I'm never going to leave cheese again. Never. So. Cheese became a part of your repertoire at that point. Yeah, yeah. So you're probably, what, like 15, 16 years old? Oh, no, that was probably 11. Oh, 11. you were 11. Yeah, okay. 11 it was or... just, there was a high school football game going yeah, on. Yeah, we were but kids up in the stands in doing kids stuff, eating yeah. McDonald's and Right and around. running around the bleachers yeah. like oh, all yeah. the kids do. Yeah, yeah. we used to do Stupid that stuff. Too. Totally. That's awesome. But I I have to stress, I mean, McDonald's was my first love. And right. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that by any means. I love McDonald's burgers. They're good. Yeah, they're good. I've liked Big Macs. I've liked Quarter Pounders. Mm-hmm. Um, man. How do you feel about Burger King? Let's just talk okay. about all okay. the different chains now because I feel like since this podcast is a podcast and we don't know where someone is that's listening to it, they could be anywhere <laughs> yeah. in the United States, most likely. And there are lots of different burgers and lots of different chains. There's chains on the East Coast that we don't have on the oh, West yeah, Coast, yeah. you know, and then vice versa, like in and outs not on the East Coast. Yeah. Though people say that Shake Shack is really similar. That's a whole different topic. But that, that's yeah. like a different, that's like a cult following topic. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're not going to get into that. That's because, a, yeah. yeah. And all these like secret menus. Good job, Danny Meyer. Good job. 
Good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Burger, King. Burger King. Burger King, I think, is second fiddle to McDonald's. Um, I think they're delicious burgers. Yeah. Like, I, every once in a while, I'll grab a Burger King and, and remember, man, it's really good. Uh-huh. But it's just not... It's not, it's not the number the one. I don't know why. It's like and the, the Pepsi to Coke. Is good. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, the, would you say Pepsi or Coke? Are you a Coke person or a Pepsi person? Coke. Yeah. Like, who's Pepsi? Like, <laughs> sorry, Pepsi. But... My mom's a really big Pepsi person. As my dad That's was cute. too. And she's like, "Oh, you got a Pepsi." <laughs> and we should mention too that we're in Whatcom County, uh, in Washington State, and. There's a huge Pepsi distributor in Whatcom County, so most of the local restaurants carry Pepsi. That's a true point. And every time you, every time we go out, Dan's also a fan of Coca-Cola. And when we go out, he'd be like, "Oh, is it Pepsi or is it Coke?" And it's generally Pepsi. Nobody says Pepsi. It just Coke yeah. is the term for soda that's brown. It's yeah. like I'll take a Coke. I mean, I feel like that's a Southern thing, though. Is that a thing you've noticed too? Like. Because I'm from the Midwest originally, and we call pop, we call it pop. Well, we now you're getting way soda. off burger. The word's I know, burger. Oh, but God. I'm just saying, you know, there's different stuff. I grew up calling it pop. Okay, and I but think... now you call it all Coke brown soda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's soda And now. do you think that's because of Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> she loves Diet Coke. Woo. Oh, um, she's a Diet Coke she person. She loves Diet Coke. That's good to know. Um, anyway, you're right. We've uh, drifted off of well, topic. It's the part soda. of the fast food and hamburger culture. It totally is. Yeah. A soda or a milkshake. But if, if I was to rate the top dogs in the industry doing burgers in quantity, McDonald's followed by Dairy Queen followed by Burger King. Mm. That's the top three. Yeah. I mean, In-N-Out's not in my realm because they're not here in Washington, so I yeah. can't speak on that. Shake Shack is in a different format. I mean, that's yeah, just... Yeah, and uh, it's also on, only on the East Coast, I yeah. believe. Well, they came to Seattle recently oh, and yeah? did a little pop-up at Canlis, and I almost made the trip down for that. You thought about it. Oh, I, I tried. It just didn't work out logistically. Oh. But uh, that's, that's all burger stuff is on my radar. That's good. It needs to be. Good. Still recording. I was a little worried there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So, what do you normally get when you go to Dairy Queen, for example? Do you just get a cheeseburger? I really like their their fries are good, so I get a meal. Yeah. Oh, you'll yeah. get the meal. I, I honestly, I'll get like a double cheeseburger meal. Okay. I'll, I'll get it with the water, just so I don't feel completely <laughs> crappy about myself. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, you're something at healthy. The, you're at Dairy Queen, though. I feel like you should get a blizzard if you're going to be a no, Dairy no, Queen. No, 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 no blizzards. Those are off topic. Moderation. Uh, something like that. <laughs> or dairy intolerance. Oh, that's right. Dairy intolerance. But you can have cheese, though. I can do cheese. My body's kind of weird. I can yeah. do cheese, but not milk or anything like no that. No ice cream. Yeah, no ice cream. That's fair. That's fair. That's a different story, which that's a, we that's don't a, need to do in this podcast. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So fancy places that you might go and get a burger. Have you ever been okay, impressed okay. with like this the twenty-five dollar burger? This is a topic. This is, is a huge a, topic it in is my a life. Huge topic, yeah. Um, it's kind of part of my thesis as, as running food establishments. Is I've worked with so many chefs who you know they've worked hard their entire career to really make a name for themselves. They've learned so many different techniques. A lot of them French techniques. They know how to do salt crusted fish. They know how to do so many different things. And then all the customer want is a fancy burger. Mm. And uh, and it makes them sad. It makes them sad. And mad. And mad. <laughs> and for me, I'm just like, we'll give them a burger. Make it your way. Make it really good, you know? And we've done that in different restaurants I've worked at. And yeah. they're always popular. Well, yeah. 
I, when I was working in the restaurant industry, we had a, a burger that if you got all of the things that you could add on to it, it would cost like almost $30. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's pretty, too much. That's too much for a hamburger. In Bellingham, right? I was part of a restaurant that's no longer around. And our top selling item was the burger. It was called The Beast. Um, it was just a huge hand patty formed in house raclette cheese melted over the top. Oh, that fancy sounds really good. Fancy in-house made bun, fancy deep fried potatoes. It was it was ridiculous. It was yeah. so good. Um, but, you know, uh, we just didn't want to do it anymore. So we pulled off the menu and the whole place went nuts because they wanted the burger back. Yeah. And it never came back. And people love hamburgers. I think that just goes to show you if you are a struggling restaurateur and you're like, we're not making any money. What can we do? Put a fancy burger on your menu. It's a little bit of selling out your soul to some chefs. But it at is. the end of the day, it's a business. And but it's a business. Yeah. That's the thing, right? And give the people what they want. Yeah. And people don't want to, they don't, they don't like the connotation of eating at a fast food restaurant. They want to eat at a nicer yeah. place. But they also want a food that they know. I think right? it translates to most people. Um, you even see it right now. Another topic in my life is the whole Beyond Meat and oh yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, you know, about that. How vegan do you feel meat about options. all of those things? It's a really hot topic from the research I do. A lot of people think that they're technically not healthy for you because of a lot of the things that are in them. Because of all the processed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that, but at the same time. I've spoken to and worked with and served a lot of vegan people who just want something that's similar to what their meat eating partners or counterparts are eating. Oh, and so it's more of like a, you think it's more of a compromise in a relationship? Like this market has happened with the, like the Impossible Burger and all of these because maybe you're married to a vegan or you're dating a vegan and you yourself aren't vegan, but maybe you'll try a veggie burger. You know, I can't speak sort of for how they feel. I just know from what I've heard from them that a lot of them just like, man, I'd like a vegan burger. And yeah. if one comes out and it has a Beyond Meat in it and it's good, it's yeah. cool. And so, Have you tried the Beyond Meat? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and how, how would you say it? On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being this tastes like a burger and 1 being this doesn't taste anything like a burger, where would you put it at in the scale? They have so many products out right now, and I've tried a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them are freakishly close. Really? Some of them are off, and you just expect them to be off. But some of them are so close that they're almost better than meat, and it's weird. Whoa. There's a, a taco beef crumbles out there. I've heard about this. We yeah. actually use those cooking day to day, and mm -hmm. the product is just so good. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take that over beef any day of the week. Whoa. That's, that is, you heard it here oh first, man. folks. It's, it's an endorsement. Statement. Yes, endorsed. Endorsed. Too bad they're not sponsoring our podcast. Yeah, I know. They need, let's get on it. <laughs> Beyond me. Reach out. <laughs> Holla at the boy. <laughs> Holla at the Duncan. That's funny. And you use Beyond Meat in some of your bowls for good bowls? We do. We, we do use some of their products just because we like to have vegan options for yeah. For Whatcom County people. Right. And they do. They work well, some of them. And some of them don't work as well, and we don't use those. But the ones we can find that taste good, um, have good texture, aren't too off-putting, yeah, we'll rock with it. Yeah, because you've got the zoodle bowl that's got... Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, we make our own meatballs with the Beyond Meat patties, um, with other 
raw ingredients, garlic and red pepper and lentils and whatnot, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Try to make them our own way. But we use the Beyond Meat proudly in it. And, you know, yeah. on, and the, on the gram, out. we might tag him and say, what up? And yeah. here's your meatballs. On the gram. Stuff. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do think it's interesting, though, this whole topic of is it better to eat beef because the the beef industry is famously really bad for the environment and we are True. in a climate climate crisis right now. True. One might even call it a climate a climate crisis. Um, I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so and a lot of people are shifting away from beef because of that because it is such a strain on resources yeah. and everything. So it makes sense that you know all of these companies are emerging. And then there is the health aspect of it. Is it actually healthier to eat that? I don't know. It's like, is, almond, is it better to eat drink almond milk than it is to drink just whole milk? Even if it is, better to drink almond milk or better to not eat beef. People are still going to eat beef and drink cow yeah, milk. exactly. And that's why there's got to be options until there's new generations where milk is just gone or beef is yeah. gone. Yeah, and there actually is a lot of... Uh, farmers in the Midwest that are struggling as a result of people turning away from milk and going to alternative alternatives like oat milk and oh, almond sure. and soy. And there's a, a farm that they were, actually the guy who owned the farm was on Queer Eye. Hmm. He was like one of the heroes. Yeah. And his farm is in trouble. Like he's getting rid of his dairy cows because... It wasn't making any money, and his dad was kind of in the same boat. But his for his farm, he was able to turn it into like a pumpkin patch and get people to go there that way and make money that way. That's a business-minded individual right there. Right? That's a and, flip. Right? That's a flip. Like, you go yeah. from just producing and having dairy cows to being like, all right, well, how can I make this another business? What do you do in July? Right? Well, <laughs> he makes so much money, I guess, from I the, the pumpkin business. Mm-hmm, from the pumpkin business. Right. And then he's trying to do, like, events there and stuff, too. So a lot of farms are turning to the Instagram generation of, oh, I want to get married in a barn and stuff. I promise you, you didn't do this research this morning. You've just had this in the cuff waiting to talk oh, about. Oh, I just like, know all like, this. That's crazy. Yeah. I just know all this stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I'm a weirdo. Good. That's good. I guess. But anyway, I just think it's fascinating. Like, our, you know, I work for a natural grocery. Yeah. And so we talk a lot about Whole Foods. Yeah. And beyond meat is a heavily processed product. Yeah. So, but we sell it in our store because yeah. we have a lot of vegan customers. So, I don't know. Anyway, something to talk about and debate with your friends. No, that's a, a huge debate. And I appreciate the topic to be up because I think, yeah. I think there's a lot of good opinions out there. And I think, you know, this relates to hamburgers or just the food industry in general. We're, you and myself, we're in our, what, mid-30s, yeah. approaching 40. And there's a generation younger than us that are eating completely different than the generation that we grew up raising us. Yeah. And oh, totally. My mom would never yeah. touch a Beyond Meat burger. No, I actually slipped some of those beef crumbles, the vegan ones, to my mom in a salad, and she had no idea. And I told her afterwards, and she was like, what the hell? Like, She's mad. She ate it. She was like, that's pretty good. I can't even tell the difference. I was like, really? I know, they're good. So maybe I can trick my mom. I don't know. She has high cholesterol. We need to work Here, on that. Here's some vegan crumbles. Here's, here's some, some plant, plant beef. Crumbles. Take this, mom. Get She's healthy. like, I don't understand. 
understand why I have high cholesterol. I'm like, because all you eat is red meat and <laughs> potatoes. No, it's funny because I, I, I read so much about these topics and try to educate myself, um, but I eat horribly. I just love hamburgers. Well, I'm just going to... I'm going to keep eating them, but it's, I'll look like, is, man, this Beyond Meat looks really healthier maybe than beef, you or have maybe to try it's better. Everything yeah. is the thing, right? Yeah. And I think, too, it, it shows that you're just an egalitarian foodie. Like, you're not all about... What do you mean? Ep- what egalitarian foodie? Yeah, I would say that you are you don't shy away from, like, food trucks or from oh, yeah, things yeah, that yeah. are, quote, unquote, lower end. You like fancy food. You like good food. If good food is in a food truck or, like... A ghost kitchen delivery service, or if it happens to be a fast food restaurant, you're gonna go there. You're is this a the is food. this a term, or did you just come up no, with egalitarian food? I just think that should be a thing. Like, I want to I want to hear more about this. That's definitely fits my script because I think it fits yeah. a lot of people. I think a lot of people are like, I want to go out to a nice restaurant. It's our anniversary. I want to post pictures about it and talk about it as an experience and have it as a nice fine dining experience. Yeah. But on the regular, I'm also going to go to McDonald's or I'm going to hit up Wendy's or whatever. Do you so. remember growing up, like, I was thinking about this this morning because I did my preparation a little bit thinking about hamburger related topics. But I was thinking, I was like, you remember growing up watching like Disney or Nickelodeon or TGIF and like there was an ongoing joke always about like a chef making some beautiful plate and it being like two ounces of food. Oh, yeah. And then... Everybody looked like, where's the food at? Yeah, and, and then everyone leaving and yeah, going to I feel like afterwards. I kind of turned into like that person working at that place throughout my entire, like I'm uh, like, we're putting out this beautiful artistic food, but some of it's lighter in portions. Yeah. Very Instagrammable. But then there's like, man, I need to get but some I'm pizza not- after I go here, get a hamburger on the way home from Dick's because they didn't really feed me at that fancy new restaurant that cost a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Because it was an experience. Experience, but still need to get some food. (laughs) Right, exactly. And it's like, you know, if you're getting a tasting menu, like let's say you go out to the Willows for a tasting menu, I think it's like nine courses maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's ten. But, and it's really expensive. I think it's 250 It's very expensive. For the tasting menu. And it's really, it's about the experience. It's about being there on Lummi Island, being around all the food that is on your plate and everything. So I don't knock that. No, no, no. no. And I and I don't think you knock it either. I think it's like sometimes you want to do that. Yeah. But sometimes you just want a burger. All the time. <laughs> Most <laughs> and of I, the time. I bet you if Willows did a burger in their taste menu, it would be the it'd be best the menu item in the world. It would be like a sandwich. Because they're burger. already like the best restaurant in America and they're yeah. right in our backyard. I've been fortunate enough to be dined there by a boss once mm-hmm. very kind and generous and it was delicious and i'll never forget that memory, yeah but but also did you I, want a burger afterwards dude, I just, sometimes a burger is really good and i'll have i'll eat at a thousand burger restaurants before i go back to willows again that's just the reality well probably, and so. too it's like obviously those were different circumstances too like you weren't going to take yourself there you might. Maybe you take to, but... <laughs> maybe you and Meredith would yeah. go there for like an anniversary yeah. or something like that. But it's not gonna be like, oh, once a month we go out to see what their menu is because they change seasonally since they're really it's like Noma. They're really focused oh, yeah. on what's in at the moment. Whereas and that's the other thing too, is with places like that, you don't have consistency because the menu is changing 
Whereas the McDonald's menu, unless they're like, we're going to rock a McRib this month, and that's just a bonus. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's always the exact same. Now, the health implications of that great consistency of, like, saving a burger for a month (laughs) and still being able to eat it, that's another, that I think is another topic completely. But I also think that there's, like, this class thing, too, where... People who are middle class, maybe upper middle class, would either never admit that they ate at McDonald's or yeah. Burger King or Wendy's or or Dairy Queen or whatever. But we also know that if you drive around Bellingham or any town in Western Washington, the drive-throughs are always super duper busy, packed, packed, packed. People that- love their drive-throughs here. Yeah. And they love their taco time, which is another, I feel like we have to do, I have to do a whole podcast on taco time because it has kind of a cult following too. Definitely does. Definitely does. Wouldn't you say? So getting back to hamburgers a little bit, what would you say are your ideal toppings? Since as a kid, you just were like ketchup, plain burger, that was it. And then at the age of 11, you became... Cheeseburger guy. <laughs> yeah. A uh, new yeah, man yeah, was yeah, born. Yeah, 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 cheeseburger guy. Yeah, give me that cheese. Um, yeah. Well, it starts with the meat. and Yeah. Just a good patty that's got a nice sear. Um, juicy. Um, man, good cheese. It doesn't need to be fancy cheese. No. I like pepper jack personally. Oh, pepper um, jack. All pepper right. Pepper jack cheese is All a personal right. favorite. Um I like it's cooked medium rare. I like juicy. Okay. If it's rare, I'm still happy too. If it's medium well, it's fine. I'll eat it. But <laughs> Not too picky. Um, Not I like, too picky on no, the cook. No, no. The bun, you know, light toasting on it. Soft bread. I like soft bread with a nice toast. So more of like a brioche bun? Delicious. Yeah. Brioche right? bun is like on point. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Get yeah. real fancy. There's what? A talera bread? It's like oh. Mex- from the Mexican markets. <sighs> That's yeah, really those good. Those buns, the, I've like had a burger on that. Bread? Yes. Oh. You nailed it. If you do a burger on a torta bun. We might have to do that today. That might have, have to be what Dan and I make That's exactly dinner. what I want right now. <laughs> Thanks, by the way. I get no burgers. Yeah, I was Sarah gonna, gets cake at Saltadina and see, I get no burgers. And no I burgers. was like, we're going to feel awful if we eat all these burgers. I'm going to go so. eat a burger after this. So. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I thought if you want, we could go. Get oh, burgers yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what they don't but want to hear. Anyway, so okay, so we've got cheese, pepper jack, yeah, a medium rare burger, yeah, on a brioche bun. Sure, yeah, that sounds yeah? good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then what else are you gonna put on there? Are you gonna do like the sautéed mushrooms or the onions? You'll like this. This is okay. this, this is part of my research this morning mm. that I did because I'm trying to come ready a little bit. Okay. I had to look up Julia Child and see what she says about the burgers. Oh yeah. And there's a good video out there. It's about three minutes long of her and Emerald doing a burger live, and man, she jacked this burger up. I don't know what <laughs> Julia was doing. It was so bad, and Emerald was like trying to be a good host and like help and like, oh, it's so good. Everybody go check out that three-minute tip on the YouTube. Okay. Um, it's Emerald Lagasse yeah. and Julia Child, yeah. and they're making a hamburger. And it's probably when Emerald was on television in the 90s. Oh, with yeah. With the bam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You'll okay. See, you'll see the people in the crowd, and you're like, man, that's like 1989. Um, wow. Emerald looked good, too. Uh, <laughs> Julia just like, she made this towering burger with no finesse. Like she, I was like, what was she doing? Well, she was drinking something. But she like, might have been. She did love wine. She put, she had sauce on the bottom bun, which that's a topic that 
you can decide on. She had sauce on the burger patty, and she had sauce on the top bun. She had tomato and bacon and iceberg lettuce and everything all the way throughout it. And there's, I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> so that's not how you would build a burger. How would you build a burger? I think if I was like getting really nitpicky, I just don't care for raw ingredients on a burger. Oh, like I, if, that's, that's my nitpicky fascinating. rule. Like, okay, like it happens. I love tomato and iceberg lettuce on a burger. You know. A lot. That's very Americana it's, barbecue. Yeah, you go out to your your grandparents or your parents. Right. And I don't like raw lettuce. onions. No, though. nobody likes raw onions. Right. I and I, the only thing that I do like about raw onions, if they're on a burger, is you can pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> they're way easier to pull out. But you got this beautiful hot burger off a grill, and maybe some bacon and some cheese. And then some people will toast the bun. So you got all these hot aspects that are good. And then uh-huh. you throw in some raw cold stuff with some cold mayonnaise or cold ketchup. It's weird. I don't know. I just like... It's not your thing. Not my thing if I was to, like, to create the ideal so burger. So if be... you were to create the ideal burger, let's say Good Bulls is going to do a burger. Mm. They're not. But if they we're were... We're gluten-free. It's a little tough still <laughs> to find that good bun. Right. Um, but hypothetically speaking, or maybe you're opening your own new restaurant, you're going to have a fancy burger on the menu. What's on the burger? Simple, affordable, good good patty, probably some chuck and sirloin, you know, uh, ground up. Patty's made in house, um, cooked to medium rare, hopefully if cooked higher, that's the customer's choice, but it's going to be best being a little juicy. Probably some New York white cheddar, some caramelized onions, mm. and some good bun. And good bun. Maybe and a side of sauce. What you know, about, so. yeah, what kind of sauce? Is there, are you not going to put any sauce on it? That's my question. I mean, so it depends on how good everything is in between it. But yeah, just some kind of like, you know. Like an aioli. Aioli. Dijon aioli. Get real fruity for them, you know? Dijon aioli. Exactly. There's but what would you pot. like on it? Would you, you, so you don't put any sauce on your burgers? Uh, Unless you go to McDonald's and you get like a Well, with that burger, I just want something like, just some S- mayonnaise quick. with lemon. Okay. You know, something like an aioli. Like, okay. Like gotcha. Real simple sauce. Real simple. Real simple. But mayo is okay. Yeah. Even though it's a cold item in with all the hot things. I'm okay with that. If okay. the aioli's cold, I'm not going to send it back to the chef. No, no, I'll keep it. This is cold. This is bullshit. So yeah. I, I can <laughs> you say can, that. I you can, can say curse. That. Oh, it's a podcast. Cool. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> there yeah, you go. I clap too. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, yeah. There we go. Cool. Anyway, so I feel like, you know. These are all great insights into you, Mr. Duncan, Something and like your that. love of burgers. Yeah. Where do you, where do you, what fancy place do you think has the best burger in Bellingham, or do you not wish to endorse Ooh, anyone? Oh man! I mean, we know that McDonald's is your favorite fast food, and you also have a love of Dick's Burgers in Seattle. Let me give one more shout out on the day to day blue collar burger before uh-huh. I go fancy. Okay. Because this this got missed in this whole conversation. Yes. All right. Red Robin's bacon oh, yeah. cheeseburger. Red Robin. Yeah. and they, Also, Seattle, uh, or came out of Washington State, too. Yeah, the I think owner came of, out of, of Salty's started yeah. Red Robin back in like the early 90s or late 80s, and I think he's gotten out of it since. But Yeah. No, they. I have the whole Red Robin routine down where you get there and you order your fries first, and the fries come out, and then you get fries, more fries with the burger. I used to order it pink, but they discontinued that. That whole step because I don't think they want people getting sick. Oh, because but it they is used to cute. ask you, "Do you want your burger pink or no pink?" And I'd be oh. pink. Um, but yeah, that burger is definitely in the talks 
with the rest of them. Yeah. So but, would you say that they're like number four then in your, or would you say that they're number one? And then if you need to just grab something really quick, you have your other ones. But if you're going to go sit down and have a burger, then maybe you've got 30 minutes. I will minutes. tell you this. My birthday was in August and that was my birthday meal. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That was and it was my, free, my, right? My, I didn't tell them. I, was, I, was, I didn't want to tell them it was my birthday and get the whole thing. So... <laughs> But that should say a lot. That was my choice birthday meal. That, I feel like so. that says a ton. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to go fancy, because that was the question fancy. you asked me. Yeah, fancy. Oh, man. In Western Washington, who has a good fancy burger? It could be Seattle, I think. We can open it up to that. I just haven't had too many fancy burgers here in Bellingham. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't. I've been to Filling Station a few times, and their stuff is pretty good. I had a good burger at Filling Station. Yeah. I don't remember what was on it, but I remember walking away saying yeah. that was good. Yeah. And their service is pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. I was stoked nice. at Filling Station. We just have nothing but love for our peeps here. <laughs> I like... Well, I, I'll keep it real, too. If I didn't like it, I'd probably keep it real, but no, it was yeah. really good. Um, fancy burger. Oh, come on, Haley. Yeah, it's too much to ask. It's too much to ask. I think... Red Robin might be your fancy burger. I'm pretty biased, so it's tough to be very, you know, fair. Objective. Objective, but I mean, <laughs> I worked at El Gaucho Steakhouse for a handful of years, and oh. the burgers that they do on their menu are, there's not many better around. Yeah, so you would say that. I'd probably say that's the best fancy burger I've had, and that's well, from yeah. a steakhouse, and hopefully yeah. they're doing a good burger. I would think so. It was, yeah. Right? I think that's my final answer. El Gaucho's. El Gaucho's. In uh, Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah. Best burger that, I've had on a fancy menu. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps us up. Cool. I think we've talked about everything. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I love talking about hamburgers. Hey, it was good. This and I love good. talking about being an egalitarian foodie. That's the best term I've heard in a while, and I like it. Maybe you we should, should tell David Chang about you it. You should keep that one going. I think that's the new Hashtag thing. Hashtag egalitarian food yeah the farm to table thing has been good but it's time for a new thing egalitarian foodie Hashtag. i like it cool yeah cool well thanks for coming on thank you thank you to mr michael duncan for being my guest on this episode of best people if you are in the whatcom county area and interested in sampling some of the flavors that michael duncan is serving up go to goodbowls.com. That's G-U-U-D bowls.com. They deliver to Bellingham and surrounding areas. Also, I'd like to take a moment to thank David Michaels for his wonderful book, The World is Your Burger, A Cultural History. If you'd like to learn more about hamburger history, I highly recommend this book. I'm Haley Forney, and you've been listening to Best People, the podcast. Until next time, Bon appétit.